Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions while he gave me the teachings I share here. Most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishpapanjaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kaya Kadehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Hetave Jagatameva Samsara Navasetave Prabhave Saiva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshvara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Jasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Svarupa Svasvabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own beingness. Your own existence. Your own shivaness. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. Flying free. I love to watch the birds at our big bird feeder. They swoop in, they hop around on the outer ledge, eat what they want, all the while pushing seeds onto the ground for the waiting chipmunks. And then the birds fly off. They hop off the ledge and midair, they spread their wings and flap a time or two and they're gone. Sometimes I get to watch one bathing in our bird bath. They swoop in and flutter around in the water. And when they fly off, they're clearly wet. They're heavier and they have to work a little harder to stay airborne. Oh, to be able to fly. It opens up a whole new dimension to explore. 
I love to fly in airplanes as well. My first flight was when I was five or six years old. This was in the 1950s. My uncle had a small plane. I loved it from first sight and from first flight. In airliners, I love looking out the window into the wild blue yonder. It's a little like meditation gazing into a vast space. Actually, I do find an airplane to be a great place to meditate. Yet flying is only a metaphor. As I wrote in this month's teachings article, it's true. We want to fly to shatter the shackles that keep us bound. So many songs or variations on the theme, I want to be free. I once sang a song from my father as his birthday gift. Away, I'd rather sail away like the swan that's here and gone. A man gets tied up to the ground. He gives the world its saddest sound. It's saddest sound. Yes, life is heavy too much of the time. We yearn to be free. Yoga is about freedom. However, yoga is not about escape. The kind of freedom yoga gives you is not the kind of freedom you get by escaping. It's better. Many people think of their yoga class or maybe even a meditation satsang like it's an escape from life, a respite from the grind, a place of peace in the midst of the world's chaos, a time to be free from the chaos in their own mind. I'm glad when meditation and yoga do this for you, give you that inner space, give you the inner space for you to be, breathing space, being space. It's the inner infinity that yoga focuses on. At the end of class, satsang, or your own practice session, you get to take that inner infinity with you. The wild blue yonder is inside. That's why we yearn to fly, you know. It's not about being like a bird soaring through open space. It's about being the one on whom the space is found. You look in and find the whole universe is within you, including the space. Oh, Shiva. My Baba said, without discovering the inspiration of the self, you will experience only heartache and the misery of living without love for God. Without meditation, he went on, life is filled with sorrow. Without the bliss of the self, there is unquestionably nothing but suffering. It's true. Without meditation, life is filled with sorrow. But it changes with meditation. You can prove it in one meditation. Whatever is going on in your life, whatever your mind is obsessing on, and however those thoughts make you feel, that's real. Even if you're conjuring up fears and stories in your mind, 
about things that will never happen, the fact that it's in your mind makes it real for you. Then when you meditate, it changes. Right after your meditation, look at the situation that was so painful. Or the stories your mind was telling you, they simply don't tie you to the ground like they did before. You know that you are more. The whole universe is contained within you, O Shiva. It's reliable. It's amazing. So how does it work? You know, if I go out in the garden and I lift up a rock, I'll find little crawly things underneath it. This is good. They're good for the garden. But they live their life under a rock, in the dark, in the mud, in small spaces, under something heavy and limiting. You're much bigger than those bugs, and you stand on two legs. So your spine is on the vertical axis, reaching for the light, but you still live under the weight of something heavy and limiting. It's your mind. You scrabble around in the dark, in the mud, in small inner spaces. No wonder you're in pain. But you have another option. I don't know. Maybe you spent several lifetimes as a bug under a rock, so you like it there. But this time around, you're a human being. You've got options. You can use your mind differently. You can use your mind to look for the bliss of the self. Like Baba said, without the bliss of the self, there is unquestionably nothing but suffering. Yogis are intelligent. They look for the bliss of the self. Then you become free. Fortunately, there are many ways to find the bliss of the self. You can use your body. Swarupa yoga poses decompress your spine, opening up the flow of consciousness within. You can use your breath. And we teach ujjayi pranayama in every yoga class. You can chant like we did at the beginning of satsang. You can meditate, which we'll do soon. You can study yoga's principles, which we're doing now. You can do seva, giving of your time and energy to help with the tasks that keep the ashram going. You can give donations. Even your money can be put to work in helping you find the bliss of your own self. I've seen so many people profoundly uplifted by giving a donation to the ashram. The whole point is the bliss of the self. Bottom line, it does not matter where you are or what you do. What matters is who you are and what your inner state is. You can choose what your inner state is going to be. And if you don't like what you got, you can change it. It takes about 10 minutes. If you're really bad off, it might take 20. 
who's in charge? Who determines how you feel? Um, that would be you. As Swami Ramatirta said, when you point the finger of blame towards somebody else, your other fingers are pointing back at yourself. You've got choice. You've got free will. I'd rather be a sparrow than a snail. Yes, I would. If I could, I surely would. You can fly. Find the inner space of your own beingness, and you are free. Now, I say that like it's easy to do. And it's easy once you've received Shaktipat. Even receiving mantra diksha, getting the mantra from me or one of the ashram teachers makes it easy to experience self. We're doing what Baba said, meditate on your own self. This is how you find the bliss of the self. But Baba also explained that finding the self is not easy unless you've received Shaktipat. He wrote, although it is difficult, you must escape from the prison of the non-self. Go to the inner self for shelter and revel there. The experience of the self cures pain, ends suffering, the bliss of the self. How do you meditate on your own self? Without initiation, it's like trying to drive through heavy fog. You can't see where you're going or even where you've come from. You turn your headlights on bright, but they blind you. You stick your head out the window trying to see the line in the middle of the street, but the open window lets the fog inside the car. And your windshield gets all fogged up and you can't tell if the moisture is on the outside or the inside of the glass. How do you find your own self? Let's begin with where is self located? Inside. Inside where? Inside everywhere. Your own self is inside your own body, yet vast, bigger than the universe, and extending beyond the edges of the universe. Thus, your own self is inside all, being all while being you. Ah, uh, you mean my inside is bigger than my outside? Uh huh. You are more than you think you are. Now, meditate on your own self. Now you know where self is. So you can meditate on your own self. This is a complete teaching, profound and understandable at the same time, but it's not meditation instructions. It's profound, expansive, real, deeply meaningful, describing something ineffable. But it's not 
practical and accessible. That's the guru's job, to make the profound be practical, to make your own mystical beingness be accessible. That you find, experience, and be the self that you already are. This is why the guru gives you the mantra that opens the doorway inside. So you have an experience of self. Better yet, the guru gives you Shakti Pot, which awakens the transformative power of your own self to arise within you, to lift you up out of your familiar pain and suffering, to give you your own self. This is called breakthrough. Most people are willing to settle for too little. Confronting the heaviness of life, they look for an escape. They want a yoga class to make them feel better for a little while. They want a Sunday morning filled with bliss and consciousness. Then they go back to normal. Or they want a heart connection with somebody else, whether it's just a moment where you laugh together. Or maybe it's a lifelong heart-based tie. These are beautiful things, I agree. But they're not freedom. You are not yet living in the bliss of the self. The Prashnopanishad explains why so many are willing to settle for heart-based living instead of consciousness-based living. I'll describe it this way. Heart-based living ties you to the ground. Consciousness-based living sets you free. I know it can get confusing because the heart connection is so fulfilling that you forget your goal was greater. Why is the heart connection so fulfilling? The Prashnapanishad, verse 3.6, explains, Pridehyeshatma atraitad eka shatam na dinam tasam satam shatam ekai kasyam dva saptir dva saptati prati shaka nadi sahasrani bhavantyasu vyanas charati. The heart region is the seat of the individual soul. There are 101 nadis, energy currents, in your heart. From each of these nadis, 100 nadis branch out. Each of these nadis has 72,000 sub-branches. Thus, there are 720 million nadis through which the energy of your aliveness flows. This energy is called Vyana Prana. What does this mean? Lots of information. I'll take it step by step. Your soul is seated in your heart region. Thus, when you have a heart-based connection with someone, you experience your own soul. This is a profound and deep experience. Experiencing your soul 
is experiencing your individuality at the subtlest level where you sense the divinity deeper inside. So, of course, you want more heart-based connections. That way, other people prompt you to experience your own soul. But your soul is not your own self. Your soul is you as an individual, still separate from God and separate from others, which is why you're looking for a heart connection so you'll feel that separation melt for a little while. When you go deeper, deeper than merely your soul, you expand into your own self, which is your own godness, O Shiva. Freed from separation, you are beyond the heavy, under-the-rock limitations of individuality. You experience, you know, you be that you are the one who is being all. Thus, you are deeply and profoundly connected with all, not just at the heart level, but at the level of pure beingness. There is only one of us here, self, Shiva. When you look for a heart-based connection, you'll have a short list of people you love. When you dive deeper into yourself, you love all, fully, wholly, and in their holiness, as well as your own. And you live in freedom the inner space and freedom of being, beingness. Oh, Shiva. Let's go back to this verse, for there is more here. The heart region is the seat of the individual soul. There are 101 nadis, energy currents in your heart. From each of these nadis, 100 nadis branch out. Each of these nadis has 72,000 sub-branches. Thus, there are 720 million nadis throughout which the energy of your aliveness flows. This energy is called vyana prana. This is a map of your energy body. Energy becomes matter. Energy becomes all things, including your body. Energy moves in certain patterns to create different objects, including your own body. To create the human body, Chitti Shakti, divine energy, beams a ray of light downward, which begins to twine in on itself and coalesce into form. Beginning at the top of your head, then densifying bit by bit through the primary energy centers in the center of your skull at your third eye, then your throat, then your heart. At the level of your heart center, Anahata Chakra, Chitti Shakti takes on individuality, becoming your soul. She expands outward in a hundred directions simultaneously, with each of them branching a hundred more directions, and each of them branching out in 72,000 directions, a total of 720 million nadis that make up the human body. Vyana prana, 
flows through these energy channels, which is the energy that keeps you alive. It means that when you make a heart connection, you feel more alive. Yes? Yes. How wonderful. And how limiting. Because Chitti Shakti continues her coalescing, twining in on herself at your navel level, at the level of your genitals, and then grounding down into this earthly plane at the tip of your tailbone. Now you are fully here, but your attention and energy is drawn downward. You're looking at your lower energy centers, and life is all about safety, survival affection and esteem, as well as power and control. Your divine essence is hidden from you. Most people want to open their heart, open their heart, open their heart, so they can feel their soul, so they will feel more alive. Then they pour that aliveness into their lower chakras, getting tied up to the ground, which is painful. Most people want to open their heart, open their heart, open their heart so they can feel their soul, so they will feel alive. It works for a few minutes, maybe even a few hours. But more is available to you. You can be based in consciousness, not just in your heart. You can be fully embodied, fully alive, fully present. The key is at the base in the Muladhara chakra, just below the tip of your tailbone. Baba described it fully. Chitti Shakti, God's power of universal consciousness, extends from the Muladhara, the spiritual center at the base of the spine, to the Sahasrara the spiritual center at the crown of the head. She is very subtle, Chitti Shakti, and shines like a flash of lightning. She has the form of the light of countless rays of the sun and moon. She pervades the entire body. He continues, when one becomes worthy of receiving her grace, Kundalini is awakened through the grace of the guru. Then meditation takes place automatically and a spontaneous inner yoga is activated. This inner awakening is called Shaktipat. It's what I got from Muktananda and what he got from Nityananda. The awakening of consciousness within is the unveiling of your divine essence, which you gradually come to see and know as you continue your practices. Once your inner Shakti is awakened, she climbs your spine, enlivening all your 720 million nadis, including your heart and all the energy centers above it as well. At the heart level, you experience your soul and you continue upward to find the more that you are. You experience your own self. 
From the moment of receiving Shaktipat, the bliss of your own self is easily accessible. It's no longer difficult. Your meditation deepens and expands. Mantra becomes more powerful, even more compelling. After all, what would you rather be saying to yourself? The stuff your mind usually says or Om Namah Shivaya, I honor my own self, my own divine essence. What do you want to say to yourself? As Baba described, without the bliss of the self, there is unquestionably nothing but suffering. The answer to suffering is bliss. The bliss comes from your own self. All you have to do is find your own self. Mantra and meditation give you your own self. With the bliss of the self, which you experience in meditation, everything becomes easy and you can fly. I'd rather be a sparrow than a snail. Yes, I would. If I only could, I surely would. In summary, heart-based living ties you to the ground. Consciousness-based living sets you free and with an open heart. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namah.